You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 12, Three Ways to Include Students in the IEP Process. I'm Jennifer and have been teaching special education for 26 years. And while teaching children with special needs is my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. My goal is to provide you with timely and applicable information that you can immediately put into action within your own classroom, department, or program. These weekly mini doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs a little boost of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week after week, because this job is not for the faint of heart, and we have to stick together to get through it. If this is your first time here, I'm so glad you found me. The podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder. And if you love freebies as much as I do, head over to thespedprepacademy.com slash resource library, where you can find free forms, checklists, posters, and more specifically designed just for special education teachers. That's spedprepacademy.com slash resource library. So let's get to today's topic, including students in the IEP process. Let me start with a scenario. You receive an evaluation request to test a second grade girl for a suspected learning disability. You test the child using a formal achievement test, You observe the student in their normal educational setting. You get input from the classroom teacher. You complete a survey level assessment to pinpoint the specific skills she does and does not know. You write the present levels of performance and goals with input from the parents. You get to the meeting and as you're going over the information, it hits you. You forgot to put the I in the IEP. What a novel idea, including the student's input into a document that was written specifically for them. The words assigned to the acronym IEP are Individualized Education Plan, and in case there is any question, the I is the most important part. As most of us go through our degree programs, we are taught that once a student closes in on 13 years of age, that they must become involved in the IEP process. They will be invited to the meetings, they will be given questionnaires about their future goals, how they learn best, and their current ability to take care of themselves on an independent basis. And that's all great. But what about the younger children? Why can't they be a part of the process as well? I understand that attending an hour-long meeting with a room full of scary adults isn't always in their best interest, and that's not what I'm implying. But why can't they have input into what goes into their IEP? Why are we not asking them about their likes and dislikes? Why can't they let us know what helps them focus, or what their teacher does to help them learn? Or on the flip side, what their teacher does to hinder their learning? I once had a student whose teacher played the radio in the background while students were working. When I asked him if there's anything that his teacher did that made it hard for him to learn, he told me that the static from the radio was bothering him. When I brought it up to the teacher, she felt horrible. She said she hadn't even noticed the static and that she would just play music from a CD player instead. Yes, I just dated myself there. Streaming music was not yet a thing at this point in time. So often, special education teachers get so busy and so bogged down in getting the IEP completed in a timely manner, and we often just want to rush through it because we have so many other important things to do, like actually teaching the child. And in our haste of completing the document, we literally forget who the IEP is really for. In order to avoid letting this happen to you, there are three simple ways to include students in the IEP process and get student input for IEPs. Number one, 
Have a conversation. It's so easy to do, yet so easily forgotten. Set aside a little time to get to know the student as a person and not just a name. Talk with them about their friends and enemies. Ask them about their family and tell them about yours. Ask their favorite things to do outside of school. Tell them about your job and how you love to help kids who are struggling with school. Ask them their favorite subjects in school and find out what makes them feel successful in this area. I had a conversation with a fifth grade girl just a few weeks ago, and she said that reading was her best subject and that math was her worst. However, all the testing results showed that math was her strength. The parents were confused when I told them this because she struggles with both phonics and sight words, but I was able to give them some insight into their child's thinking. She had told me during this conversation that once she was able to figure out what the word was, she understood what the words were trying to say. Basically, she was telling me that she comprehended the text. She just had trouble sounding out the words. She knew reading comprehension was a strength for her. In addition, let them tell you about their classroom and the things that they like and dislike about their teacher. You want to give the student every opportunity to feel comfortable sharing with you, and you'll be amazed at how much information you can get by just taking a few minutes in open dialogue. Number two are surveys, forms, and or questionnaires. Once you have established a relationship with a child, you can begin gathering hard data on their strengths, interests, preferences, and personal accomplishments. And by hard data, I mean physical documentation of what the child said. Using a variety of student surveys, forms, and questionnaires allows you to collect information that can lead the students to identify their needs, how to access help when they need it, and to use that information to write their goals for the upcoming year. This strategy does double duty, especially the older a child gets. IEPs will be informed by student input, and students will become increasingly more self-aware of their disability and how it impacts their learning. There are lots of different forms that you can find online. I have several different forms within my resource library that you can sign up for for free. Just go to spedprepacademy.com slash resource library. The third way to include students in the IEP process is to provide them with the opportunity to present their input into their own words during the meeting. This is both very powerful and empowering. We have all been in meetings when we have invited the student, but have not always made sure that they are an active participant. We probably asked them a few questions and then went back to adult talk, talking about them instead of to them. To ensure that student voices are heard and that the transition components of the IEP represent what the student envisions for their future, it is important that the IEP team take steps to actively involve students with disabilities in the planning of their own futures. Active participation will look different for every student, depending on their age, their cognitive ability level, and their student personality. However, the overall goal for students is to take on as much ownership as possible. This could be as simple as the student feeling comfortable enough to introduce themselves during an IEP meeting, to more complex activities such as discussing and developing goals and presenting the IEP themselves through a PowerPoint presentation. Having the forms, surveys, and questionnaires prepped ahead of time allows you a chance to prep the student about what will be discussed and the reason for the discussion. Research shows that when students with disabilities who have strong self-determination skills and who understand and participate in the development of their IEP have better academic and transition outcomes. In addition, students with disabilities who have learned these skills experience better post-school employment outcomes, a higher quality of life, and greater independence overall. Remember, an IEP is not set in stone. Rather, it is a working document that responds to the challenges a child experiences, as well as the progress that he or she makes in the learning environment. Don't make the mistake of assuming that just because you got their input last year, you won't need to get it again this year. 
review that information from the child on a regular basis. Most kids are fickle and change their minds about their hopes and dreams for their future as they are exposed to more life experiences. Their strengths and weaknesses can also change. They might encounter a very positive, upbeat classroom teacher who used unique strategies to help them learn, and now the multiplication that was once a weakness has now become a strength. While working with children who have special learning needs, you have a unique opportunity to affect a child's quality of life. You have the ability to set them up for success and watch them grow. One of the ways in which you can ensure academic and personal growth is by creating a quality IEP that focuses primarily on the I. So that's it, my three ways of including students in the IEP process. I hope you found this information beneficial. Make sure you head over to the spedprepacademy.com slash resource library where you can get access to those free forms and so much more. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and would like to receive acknowledgement right here on the show, please leave a review. They give me an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to the spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. And don't forget to leave a review to receive the next shout out. Go out and have a great day and I'll catch you on the next episode.